You're listening to the news and why it matters on demand. Hey, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn, what was the top story for you? I, the the I, I think the World Wrestling uh, event that happened in the Oval Office today between Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and Donald Trump. It was just strangely delightful to watch. <laughs> okay, Stu. Uh, the climate is changing. We're all going to die from it. And you should uh, know that you should not fall for certain myths about the climate. <laughs> okay. Ah, all right. Can't wait. Andrew, Mr. Andrew Heaton. Defense spending. We're going to talk okay. about that. All right. Can't wait to get into all of that. First, want to thank our sponsor, Ridiazone. Um, so Ridiazone has changed my life because I don't have to have these awful cravings all day uh, and actually give in to them. I'm not saying that there's anyone at the table who may or may not do that. I'm just saying it's nice to eat healthy. I haven't it with me. I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm eating healthy. <laughs> okay. I, I, I had my salad in a glass this morning. I was proud of it. <laughs> that's I, true. That I is, that's a good step. Only eat elk. That is the really? only thing. It's it's lean. Uh-huh. It's American. Yeah, but oh. but what about well, the other nutrition you get from? You only elk. Do you think you, you can, look like that by eating other things you can, other than you elk? Looks like me if you eat elk. Yeah. It's all all of the nutrition you need from elk. <laughs> I mean, look at him too. He kind of looks like an elk, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Imagine oh, him with big imagine horns. With horns. Yeah. 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 Wow, mind blown. Uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, so Ridizone takes the, the good molecule in olive oil, puts it into a capsule, and it boosts your metabolism, and it helps you feel full longer. Um, again, I used to weigh a lot more than I weigh now, and so I know how it is to lose weight and then still struggle with your metabolism. I use it every day. It helps me. It can help you. Go to Ridiazone.com. Get 30% off of a three-month supply by using promo code THEBLAZE. That's $1.39 a day. You can invest that in your health. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Promo code THEBLAZE. All right. The, uh, the world brawl. wrestling. Yes. Oh, the brawl was great. I don't know how to feel about this exactly. Uh, first, Entertainment. It's great entertainment. I like to watch the fact that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer can't even look at Donald Trump. They can't even look at him. Okay, Chuck Schumer is just like his skin is crawling. All right, um, but they're talking about the the border wall, and I just want you to see this is a quick highlight. I think we can agree on is we shouldn't shut down the government over a dispute. And you want to shut it down. I, no, you keep no, talking no, no, about no. it. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. And then you opened 20 it up times. very quickly. And 20 times. I don't want to do what you did. 20 but, times Chuck, you have called for, I will shut down the government if I don't get my wool. None of us have you said You want to know something? You've said okay, it. Okay, you want to put that you on my You said head. it. I'll take it. Okay, okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. <laughs> if we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through mm. anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, absolutely. Fair enough. And we I am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell you disagree. what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle Good. of shutting down. And I'm going to shut it down for border but we security. Believe you sh- I love that. <laughs> Smug oh, yeah. look on Chuck Schumer's face. Oh, I know. He's like, I think they're, they're just trying. I, I think him and Pelosi agreed. I had like, okay, if you think you're going to take a swing at the president, just like just lock look. eyes with yeah. me. Just just, well, no one wants to go to jail yeah. right now. Yeah. Because that's all they're doing. And then they're looking at the press like, eh, look at me, eh? <laughs> uh, 
And and Donald Trump, I love the fact that he's like, hey, put it on me. I'll shut the government down. Fine, I'll shut it down. That's the kind of things that half the country loves. Mm -hmm. That's also half the country hates. <laughs> but half the country loves that, especially saying it right to Nancy Pelosi. Because Nancy was like, you know, hey, we came here. We were going to have a private conversation. And he's like, why? It's transparency. <laughs> uh, and, um, uh, and, and, and so it's, it's refreshing to see somebody just say, yeah, okay. Oops, I just farted. <laughs> I mean, that's the way Trump is. It's just like, I'm just, I'm just being me. Yep, I'll shut it down. And I think people appreciate that. To see these little weasels in the front go back and forth uh, was, was really interesting. Now, same thing. Trump weaseling going, oh, we've got a tremendous amount of the wall already built. No, you don't. No, you don't. Stop it. Um, so they were both weaseling. Now... I urge you, it's like 24 minutes. I urge you just to, I watched only 15 minutes of it, and I'm going to go home tonight, and I'm going to watch it, because it's just tremendous. Um, but there is something that, I, as I was watching it, it came to mind, something that Roger Ailes told me when I was at Fox. He said, um, do you think Al Sharpton and I don't get along, don't know, don't know what we're doing? Because this was a lesson to me. He, he wanted to teach me how, what my problem was. And my problem was that I just wouldn't play the game. That's a quote. You just won't play the game. And I said, well, because I'm not playing a game. I believe in this stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, it. do you think Al Sharpton and I really have a problem with each other? And I'm thinking, well, he was just out boycotting Don Imus a few months ago. I would think so. Uh, and he said, look, when he needed to boycott Imus, he'd call me up. He'd say, look, Roger, I got to go boycott I got to do this thing. So we're going to be marching. It'll be about three days. And I'll say, okay, fine. He takes a pound of my flesh. Later, I have to take him a pound of his flesh and I call him up and say, hey, look, Al, I got to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. And quote, then we just go both go out to have dinner. Huh. And I sat there and I thought, I'm really in the wrong place because that's not, that's the problem. So I'm watching this and Who's winning here? Who's winning? Oh, they're both winning, right? Yes, mm -hmm. they're both winning. They're both winning. Not, it, nothing's going to get solved. They're both winning. For their own Trump side. is yeah. winning for his side. Yeah. They're winning for his, their side. And the coffers are going to be full because they're standing against the monster, whichever one wants to call the other a monster. I... I this is political theater at its best. I hope that Donald Trump is sincere about it. But why didn't we hear this kind of talk in the last two years about the wall? Yeah, Jim Inhofe um, and Dianne Feinstein uh, are pretty good friends. And if you're not familiar, Jim Inhofe's a very conservative Republican senator from Oklahoma. Dianne Feinstein, very liberal senator from uh, California. And on the one hand, I like that they are. I like that behind the scenes that they get along and have dinner. I think that's good. But you do see this like when he was running for re-election uh, a couple years ago, he was actively inviting Dianne Feinstein to come uh, campaign for his opponent, knowing that the second she <laughs> crossed the threshold of Oklahoma, that the, the donations would skyrocket for him. Yeah. So it was, it was, in addition to being a friendship, it was a, a beneficial political arrangement that they had. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, the one, I, I'm kind of, I watch this and I'm always divided when I see this stuff because there's a part of me that loves gridlock because I, I don't, I want the Republicans and Democrats to be at loggerheads. I just want them to, to fight so that I can go mow my lawn and not deal with them. 
But mm-hmm. the, the thing that bothers me about it is that there is, um, there's a lot of data that says basically when the government quits working, that people basically start, that's when they start to flirt with authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. They, they go, that's not working. We should have, you know, what we need is a strong guy to come in and tell these, yes. these guys what to do. Yeah. And that's what worries me is that when we get into these gridlock situations, we're going to start having that impulse of we just need a, you know, a, a big man to come in and. Uh, well, that's why, that's that's why Trump, Trump is... Yeah, that's, that's what Trump was seen as. Yeah, that's what Trump was... I mean, that was his appeal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slap these guys down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if the big man can't slap them down and starts playing ball, then you have to get a bigger man to yeah. slap them down. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch this. I think this is a, a good innovation, uh, generally speaking, in the government. This is like the third or fourth time we've seen things like this where they'll just bring a bunch of cameras in and everyone's kind of talking stuff out. And so it's, it, They haven't all turned nasty like this. Some of them have been very polite, but there's actually been debate and it, it actually there's some real conversation that happens. You actually get a little bit of a window into how they're negotiating. I do think Schumer and, and Pelosi, you could tell there, are very much playing to the cameras and, and trying to hold that line, which I think helps them. Trump certainly is doing the same thing, but the the advantage Trump has there is he doesn't he'll just say it he, he doesn't he's not he's not calculating enough to go through these moments and he'll just kind of blurt out whatever he's got there he's happy to make the point that he's you know well, yeah I mean, I'll shut it down if I have to shut it down I think that's a generally speaking a positive I like seeing them talk about this because in some ways it, it, it gets them at least on record saying something yeah. and when they get kind of heated they are a little bit more willing to kind of throw their actual positions out there. Um, it, but they've come a long way. I mean, remember, these are people who used to exchange donations. They were close friends. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is not a... And, they, they, and the they theater is there. Yeah. Or at yeah. least those two hate Donald Trump. I don't know if he hates them, but those two hate him. Um, let me ask you this. Nancy Pelosi said, why don't you just pass it right now? Because you're not going to pass it with us. So why don't you just pass it right now? And Trump says, we haven't passed it because we need 10 votes in the Senate. And we're not going to get you know, eight or 10 Democrats to do it. So why waste that time? Well, because you, you don't have the votes. I could get the votes if I had the votes. Do you believe that? Now, he means in the House. Do you believe that the House has enough Republicans that will pass this bill to get the wall built? Or is Nancy Pelosi right that the Republicans just wouldn't pass it anyway? I think they would pass it. Um, I, I do. I, I mean, they passed various forms of it before. Then truly, why not? Um, uh, why not? I do mean, that? I think they do, they have no chance of getting sixty votes in the Senate. So right. Well, that's his. But at least it would send a signal to the American people that they did it. Yeah, it's a kind of like a CYA for the House, mm-hmm. just to say like, we we did it. If you want to be mad at someone, you can be mad, mad at, at the, the Senate. Senate. Uh, I mean, it's it's possible. I, I, I mean, they have passed similar bills to fund border walls going back long before Donald Trump was even a candidate. Really? I mean, no, you remember when it. we were at CNN yeah. and, and I talked to, who was it? Duncan Hunter. And he tried to convince us that, no, 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 this, this language says shall, right. not will. It says they, shall. That was and, the one. That one actually passed all the way through and then right. they rewrote it. Would, would, would that have been one of the bills that Senator, then Senator Clinton voted to extend the wall on? Um, yes. Because no. people I forget push. about that. Yeah. She, was, she didn't want a full wall, but she wanted oh, to Senator extend the wall. Clinton. Yes, yeah. Senator Clinton. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. And Kay Bailey Hutchinson sort of mm-hmm. rewrote that from shall. Uh, so it went the other way. And, they, you know, they, they're, never, they're never binding. And that's always been the issue. I, don't, I think the House would pass a border security bill. I would be surprised. They, they haven't had trouble in the past doing that. Um, and honestly, it's a lot easier to pass right now because even if they don't really want it, they can look tough on the border and know yeah, it's not going to go the, the, the Senate. The best position to be yeah. in as a congressman Looks is fun. to be the, the, the righteous person who's fighting against the mob that mm-hmm. is going to, but you know, your vote won't do you, anything. If yeah. I were Donald Trump, I would take that talking point off the table. 
She said, why don't you do it? Then why don't you do it? Do it right now. You don't have the votes. Yes, I do. It won't pass in the Senate. Why don't you do it? Just show us. You don't have the votes. Now, I hate to play into Nancy Pelosi's hands, but if you have the votes, pass the damn thing. Take that talking point off the table. Yeah. Uh, I also would just like to point out really quickly, um, you know, the previous president, Obama, we were supposed to believe that he was the most transparent yeah. president ever. He had the most transparency ever. And now Trump is like, no, let's have this conversation in front of the cameras. And Pelosi is just consistently like, uh, why do we have to have this yeah. conversation here? Can't we have this conversation somewhere else? Yeah. Very interesting how quickly that changes. Yeah. I think Trump, honestly, is quite transparent as a president. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've you, got a you know exactly to his thoughts from. on a, you know, he the, tweets the literally gun. everything he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. I'm afraid we're going to see him actually crapping on the John <laughs> tweeting someday. He'll accidentally Accident be tweeting and take a picture of him and yeah. he'll be like, oh, crap, did I just send that out to the world? No more than an 80% chance that yeah. Oh, that would, oh, that okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into climate change and how we're all going to die when we come back. Well, and I'm not going to stick around for the show. I'm going to be with my wife and family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, and I'm going to go home. Before we get into climate change, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Glenn, I know that you were in terrible pain for, for many, many years. Yeah, I say, and I still have it. I, I want to make clear, Relief Factor you know, does, has not taken it all away. It's yeah. made my life bearable. Um, a year ago this month, um, I said to my wife, I can't go another year. can't go another year like this. I can't do it. And uh, she said, just try the Relief Factor thing. And I, because I, you know, I believe in Dow Chemical and and, uh, you know, <laughs> drugs. Uh, I said, it's not going to work. It's 100% natural. I nature. You hate nature. <laughs> I hate nature. So uh, she said, try it. And I did. I took it for three weeks. 70% of the people do like I do. Try it for three weeks. And they go on to order it month after month. I've been taking it now for a full year. I take it three times a day. And it has lessened my pain a great deal. Yeah, um, mine as well, but except the 100% natural was actually the selling point for me. Yeah, I, know. I was excited yes. that it was 100% natural. <laughs> um, but no, but I have protruding You're youngsters in this natural thing. <laughs> now, I just like taking pills, so would I enjoy this? You would. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, they're <laughs> plentiful. Okay, so uh, you can go to relieffactor.com or call the number on the bottom of your screen. Get that three-week quick start pack. It's 20 bucks. And like Glenn said, um, you know, the odds are in your favor that it's going to work for you. Don't say it like that. May the, the odds, odds always be in your favor. I mean, I didn't quote it. Yeah, I just right. said something similar. Uh, uh, it, 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 it works, and you'll get yeah. your life back. Just try it. Relieffactor.com. All right. How long do we have, Stu? Do you know? Seven minutes. Oh, but that was 12 minutes ago, so we're dead. Um, so now that we're in heaven doing this program, <laughs> um, I would like to bring up some of the climate change myths. Um, I, there was a new uh, piece from CNN uh, where they decided to debunk some of the very highly um, uh, talked about climate change myths. And, like, they were basically myths. I mean, they weren't, you know, stuff like, well... It's you know, cold out, so right, it's, it can't be happening. This is the one, this is the one, I, yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up. This is, this is myth number two. Now, look, anyone with even the most basic understanding of this debate is not actually believing this. But, of course, to try to make everyone who has any skepticism about global warming or how it should be handled, they have to make this out to be, like, the point that every single person brings up. Uh, here's myth number two from, uh, from CNN. Myth number two. It's bitterly cold outside, so global warming isn't real. It's something we hear every winter when there is an extreme cold snap. They're record-breaking cold temperatures. Where's global warming? The president even tweeted the myth during a cold snap around Thanksgiving. 
The truth is that weather and climate are two different things. Ah, I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> wait, 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 it's winter, so therefore there's no global warming. So, Stu, help me out because I don't think they're using these words, but I do not think it means what they think it means. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because I think I remember hearing them say this all the time. Well, this is the issue that I, I want to bring up, is that, of course, a snowstorm does not prove that global warming isn't real. It's, of course it doesn't prove that. No one, no one seriously says it. I think Trump is trolling probably there. And people do like to point out when Al Gore goes out for a climate you know, march and, it, and they're all in a blizzard and they have to wear like a parka. It's kind of funny. It's funny imagery. Um, but again, it does, no one in the world believes that a snowstorm cancels global warming. The point, though, is that it, the, the end of that is what they always will bring up when you say that, which is weather and climate are two different things. They are. Weather is, a, you know, when you have day-to-day, -day, climate is yeah. essentially the weather averaged over a long period of time, right? Um, the issue, however, is every single time an event comes up that supports global warming, it is tied to global warming directly. Um, there's, we have one little example here. This one is from, uh, from, you know, the same network that was just telling you about that particular myth. Watch. A lot of both first responders and scientists are drawing, connecting the dots uh, between what had happened here and the national climate assessment that says in the future we must brace for more of this hotter, uh, more intense fires, a more flammable world. Over 300 scientists <laughs> wow. from NASA, NOAA, the Pentagon, Smithsonian, all agreeing that unless things change, this is just the beginning. But when asked about the report, it's fine. And its prediction of economic devastation? Yeah, I don't believe it. No, no, I don't believe it. You know, climate change doesn't really care if you believe in it or not, right? Uh, it's it's reality. We have yeah, gravity, like we have climate right, so change. So again, like this is fire. <laughs> Fires are caused by global warming. They hurricanes. Get, yeah, hurricanes. They're doing it every, every time. single one. I mean, you know, and, and that's what's so frustrating. Every time it's too hot, every time there's a hot spell, um, they, they do it every single time. They tie it to global warming when it benefits them and when it doesn't. Um, they, they say the opposite. So weather and climate are two different things. And it's it's quite frustrating if you want to actually take it seriously. I would love to get into hours about that uh, devastating assessment about the economy, which is so nonsensical. Uh, I, I can't even do it justice on, on the entire show by myself. Um, it's that ridiculous. But uh, I think it's important to know that a lot of this is theater, right? You know, Global warming may or may not be as bad as they say. We don't know yet. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there are differing arguments on how to deal with it. I mean, there really is. And it's a, there's a wide, there's a, a pretty, I think, natural argument to say that predicting 100 years out in the future what is going to be the main environmental issue of that day and trying to solve it today is a fool's errand. It's not going to work, and it never has worked before. Um, but to try to take this stuff seriously, I mean, this goes back to when one of the first global warming conferences or um, sessions they had in which they actually like, legitimately turned the air conditioning off so that people would be sweating for the theater of the actual interrogations in front of Congress. They turned the air conditioning off because they wanted the people there to be sweating to show the people that global warming was serious. This sort of nonsense is is why it's Who hard. Did that? This goes back to it's the late '80s, I think. It could have been wow. early '90s, but they actually did that um, in Congress. Made sure that they had it at the hottest day of the year with no air conditioning on. Um, you know, because it's again, a violation of the Geneva Convention. Yes, I, I think so too. <laughs> I would never. If you've been to DC, it's just a, it, is, it is literally a swamp. That's yeah. a terrible thing to do. It's not fun. Uh, so I mean, I just I think like if. 
there's this constant berating of anyone who's conservative or libertarian or anyone who's even mildly skeptical about the solutions when it comes to global warming um, to just berate them and, you know, stuff like that. Oh, did you know if it's cold, it doesn't count? If you want to be taken seriously with this stuff, you have to actually play by your own rules. I want to see that myth being busted next time a leftist says, oh, well, it's hot outside, so therefore global warming is real. Hey, there's fires, so therefore... Why didn't they run that segment directly after the one about the fires where they blamed that... um, on global warming. You know, if they, they would have some credibility if they did those things, they never even attempt them. And that's why it's hard to take them seriously. How can you separate the, how can the average American go through and separate fear mongering from reality when they do this sort of thing all the and time? And it hurts the cause. It really hurts the cause. Because I just had this conversation with my daughter two nights ago. Uh-oh. And no, 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 it was good. She, she believes that Man can affect the environment, mm-hmm. but she does not believe that we, that means we should collectively go to the government and have the government spend trillions of dollars <laughs> through taxes and everything else. Well, she, her father's Glenn Beck, so I would hope she yeah. wouldn't think that. <laughs> she, she believes that you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. Well, what is it that we're supposed to do? Because you have these that nobody has any credibility on it no credibility and everybody is so polarized you know calling you a climate denier or anything else you're not even listening anymore i think you can also one of the things that that happens in the media scape which i don't think is helpful in any position is it's it's very easy to find um silly arguments and then blast them apart um, which is what that second myth was that we just played uh, like, like I was watching that, and I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not talking to my cousins and my uncles about climate change. I don't know their perspective on it. But they are farmers, so my guess is explaining weather and climate to them would be kind of a, a talking con- down to them, kind yeah. of a condescending thing to do. Yeah, but again, it's New York. It's here's a reporter in New York. They're not talking to the farmers. Yeah, uh, but I, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the. I do think climate change is happening. I would, I would get government involved in some capacity, but. Um, one of the one of the things this, this doesn't I think particularly help a whole lot because you're preaching to the choir on it. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to your point about you know the government coming in and doing it, something that I was alarmed by the other day as someone that thinks global warming is happening and we should do something. I was reading a piece by Alexandria Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, mm. and it mm-hmm. said that like it said we can you know we're going to use this to create a new green agenda and we're mm-hmm. going to, to revitalize the economy and uh, redistribute resources and everything. I was like oh, I just. Like that day, I was just like, guys, this isn't a hoax. We're not trying to steal the economy. We're just trying to, and I was like, God, you're not helping me when I'm is. talking to I mean, my... You listen to Van Jones in the days of, under Barack Obama. Green is the new red. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it's true. I mean, I think, you know, you know, I mean, because I, I, if it's a big problem and, you know, there's, there can be some government things that they can do, but really, what's the, what's the, what's the solution? We're, we're some pruning. I mean, like this is, and yeah. this is one of the things that I've mentioned a couple of times. I, I really do want, um, I, I would like to get people that are intelligent, and, and I, I know you kind of focus on climate change. I would love to see you guys interact with, with these other high-level thinkers and go, look, you need to help us. Uh, make nuclear power more achievable yeah. because that's a clean way for us to get it in and all the regulations. So like this is something where conservatives can sit down and go, we've got solutions, but you've already blasted these out. And so we're not able to interact. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. There's a really good documentary on that from left, left-leaning climate people who are like, hey, guys, uh, nuclear. Yeah. They've, yeah, they've, they've, they've all got one. Really quickly, Time has announced their People of the Year, the yeah. Guardians of Truth. Oh, the Guardians and um, and the War of Truth. Wow, these guys are too, aren't they? Mm, I mm-hmm. mean, I think Khashoggi was a guardian of the truth, at least the truth 
you know, of the Muslim Brotherhood, which I think was great. <laughs> some of these people, I don't know, some of these people are, you know, guardians uh, of, of the truth, I suppose. J yeah, jailed Burmese journalists. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something. But first of all, it's not a person. I hate this oh. when it's like, you! The computer. Oh, I, love, I put that on my resume. Like, and I, like I, I sometimes I'll mention like my guests. Like, this is 2008 Time Person of the Year. Yeah. When they when they came out with their list of finalists, and it was one of them was separated families, and I was just oh. get out of here just, with that separated families. It's like you. They really just have to try really hard to suck that much, and they do it every year. Every yeah. year, it's just. I mean, that's just. A just dull, awful pick. They're essentially naming, they're like, oh, you know who's a hero? We're heroes. So Here, the, us at Time. That's who the heroes so are. The year I was on cover of Time magazine, I, I know somebody who was on that committee that year, and somebody brought my name up and said, what about Glenn Beck? And he said the room went deathly silent. <laughs> and then they all turned on him. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we will see you guys in overtime. We have more to come. Stay tuned. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Andrew, the defense budget. Yes, uh, the, the president has uh, agreed to a $750 billion defense budget next year. And the, the way this timeline has gone is um, initially he wanted to cut the budget, which to his credit, he for a little bit was saying, that, you know, we've got a deficit, we need to reduce this, we need to cut spending across the board. And so uh, approached the Pentagon and said, well, we're going to ask the direction, going to reduce your budget to $700 billion. And from what I can tell, they went, uh, or you could increase it to $750 billion. And he went, yeah, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> and like they're, I've not, uh, like I, they do mention something about, um, uh, you know, nuclear, nuclear warheads being an issue in there, which if they're not, I'd say if, if they're keeping the stock of nuclear missiles up to snuff, that's probably a good idea. I wouldn't swing against <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, but uh, but um, does you think this has anything to do with him saying, you know, whether it goes through Congress or the Pentagon, the, the wall? Oh, I, I think this is definitely a negotiating tactic of some sort. Uh, but it, but it, it frustrates me in that um, I, you know, I, I think that. Uh, whoever's in power no longer, whoever's in power never cares about the actual deficit spending or debt. Mm -hmm. That's always something for the next guy to deal with. Mm -hmm. for, for, for Democrats, I mean, you can look at the, you can look at the entitlement system and go, look, we, we have to either increase taxes or cut spending. It's not sustainable the way it is. You have to do one of those two things. And they're like, nope, 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 nope. But then when the Republicans are in power, they're like, these tanks cost a lot. And they're like, tanks don't count. Tanks don't count. <laughs> tanks don't affect the budget. Their military doesn't affect math. Uh, and uh, so I'm looking at that going, oh, it's because uh, it, it is a huge military budget. It's about if you look at a pie chart, our military budget's about about half the planet. It's like Earth versus America, which, you know, we'll get there eventually. But we're, <laughs> we're going to do it one at a time. Um, there, there is a little bit. Uh, I have I have uh, friends that are more hawkish than I am that would point out that our military budget has built into it a lot of our veterans affairs and a lot of our uh, TRICARE and things like that. So it's a little I'm, I'm a little misleading. But yeah, yeah. But, that's but, e but even when you points. take that out, like like the, the defense budget for Russia is like a quarter of what we have. And no one's going to invade Russia. I, I mean, like, no, they're not going to get invaded by China. So I, I think our military budget's plenty big right now. We don't need to increase it by $50 billion. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's interesting to look at that because I think, um, you know, it's true. You'll see great budgets proposed by the new minority house uh, in in, uh, in 2019. They'll have a great budget that will be cut a lot of stuff and you'll be really impressed by it and you'll feel really empowered and then you'll realize, hey, wait a minute, they had the chance to pass this thing and they never did. Um, You know, I I think like I... you have to watch all of it. There's obviously waste in every single organization on the planet, and military is going to be up there with every other government uh, agency with, with lots and lots of waste. I think, you know, I don't necessarily want the priority of our military to be frugality. Like, I think that I, I actually can accept some misses. Like, if they were going for some super laser beam that would bounce off of, like, nine mirrors and, like, land on Vladimir Putin if needed, like, I'm fine. They can waste a billion dollars on that idea. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, I'm okay with that, but that's not even what they're doing. Like, it's, you know, in fact, you know, they talk a lot about we, we don't, we shouldn't be advancing uh, weapons. Um, and, uh, you know, they, th- these sorts of situations are not the things that they're actually spending the money on. There's so much waste. There's just so much nonsense. And just cutting the nonsense out is okay. You know, I just think that what president, especially a Republican president, wants to say, well, I was the one who got that number lower. No one wants to do yeah. it. And, that, and that's, it's, it's sad. Something I think I would be okay with, I'd have to, I'd think about this a little bit more before I signed it into the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think I would be fine with the Pentagon having a line item veto. Like where they're just like we're we're not taking the money for that particular thing because that's something that happens where it's not always not always the Pentagon's fault. No, a lot of the time, I mean, there there is a uh, defense industrial congressional military complex going on where if I've got a cavalry base and the you know the eighth district of Oklahoma, by God, I'm going to fight tooth and nail to keep that cavalry base open. And the Pentagon will be like, you know, we're probably not going to use horses again until after <laughs> World War III. Uh, there's like the F-35 is a great example of that. I think it's the F-35, if not mistaken. The F-35 is the most cost the most costly military weapon in all of human history. And by the time we finish it, it will be outdated. It will no longer have a purpose to it. It's like you mean play- it's like an iPhone. It's that flies. <laughs> yeah, it's like an iPhone that flies and yeah. kills people, but it's so expensive. And uh, but everybody's but everybody's got a does? chunk of it in their district. So they do you know what it does? The F thirty five, right? Isn't that the big deal? Uh, no, the big deal is the pilot can see anywhere. Okay, so you know pilots always having a problem. They're like, where, where is it? Where is it? Okay, in the F thirty five, it's completely transparent through VR. Oh, really? And so you're wow. wearing a mask, and you, the pilot, can look here, he'll look down. He sees nothing wow. but sky. There are cameras all around the canopy. So he can see without any obstruction. It's like he's flying a Wonder Woman plane to wow. him. Wow. Give me a regular jet, an Oculus Rift, and a camera. Right, yeah, you can make I that. Will, <laughs> I will make a cheaper version of this. Free market, baby. I, yes. <laughs> I take, take you to that challenge. <laughs> All right. I know Ross Perot. I bet he can get an F-35 to challenge you. Last word, Andrew. Uh, on the defense budget? Yes. Uh, it's, it's very large. We could cut some fat. We don't need to be actively working to expand it beyond its current confines. We need to be figuring out ways to be smarter with our military rather than just engorging it. Yeah. Uh, Stu. Mm-hmm. Comedy these days, it is, it's really hard to have a comedian come out and not be worried about offending someone. Yes. I think you have a great example well, of this that I'm excited to, to talk to with uh, Andrew. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you're here today. This is, comedian. This is, I am hosting the Oscars now. You are, congratulations. I didn't want to say anything. Uh, I did find a tweet, by the way, we need yeah, to talk about. Yeah, you're um, uh, <laughs> Hate Laplanders. <laughs> I, 
it is, you know, the Kevin Hart thing was an interesting part of this. And it's like, we just, again, this is comedy. It's supposed to be sense of humor. I'm very much, like, I'm very much a free speech absolutist as it is. When it comes to comedy, it's like, you can say anything. Like, I mean, like, that has to be the place that you can go anywhere at any time for any reason, use any word, do any horrible reference, whatever it is. It has to all be on the table for I have friends who walk out because it's blasphemy. I got it. I yeah. got it. Yep, I disagree with that. Yeah. He's, you know, mocking God. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, you know, let, let him deal with it. Comedy is comedy. Yeah, I mean, it really should be. I, you know, and it, you, that doesn't mean if you're, if you're offended by something and you don't want to hear it, like, you're free right. to so walk you're, out. You're not right. saying that no offense or no, no comedy is inoffensive. Yeah, no, you, you could be. No, you could be comedy a, is very offensive. You're just, you're just saying your reaction offended. to it is perhaps yeah. uh, enlarged at the current time. And it should also uh, always be allowed, right? Like, I mean, like, it's, it's a... There's the problem with Lenny Bruce. Yeah. What they did to Lenny Bruce with decency laws. Yeah. They shut him down. Why? Because they didn't but, want him seeing But it's flipped now because it used to be more conservative legality. Correct. You, you, were, you were forbidden, and now it's the other way around where it's, it's progressive It's more culture, religious. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm actually much more, I'm much more scared of a social media mob than mm-hmm. I am of the U.S. government. The, you know, I, can, I can write funny tweets from prison. I can get a cell phone smuggled in. But, uh, <laughs> but, if, but if people are, you know, if, if they're going to just, we're going to ruin your career because oh, we're mad today and we're kind of bored, we're just going to take you down. Yeah, I just hate this. I hate this world that we're in, especially when it comes to comedy. This is a comedian who is booking a gig and got a contract for this gig. It's an incredible contract. Here it is. This comedy night is organized by blood whatever society, aims to provide a safe space for everyone to come together and share it and listen to comedy with all proceeds donated to UNICEF. Oh my gosh. Well, comedy is all about safe spaces. Yes, it's, it is. It's designed to make you feel comfortable. Thing. It's the exact opposite of what it is. Yeah. Uh, this is a chance for all to be entertained and overjoyed by the different performances here on this day. Overjoyed? Hence the, perf- the uh, importance of this contract. The contract has been written to ensure an environment where joy, love, and acceptance is reciprocated by all. By signing this contract, you are agreeing to our no tolerance policy with regard to racism, sexism, classism, ageism, ableism, homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, xenophobia, Islamophobia, or anti-religion or anti-atheism. I would love to see someone, the, the anti-religion one, I would love to see. Well, this is, this is, what do you talk about? Anyone that? in the room who happens to be a college sophomore is yeah. to, they're, they're the arbiter of whether or not you've crossed this contractual threshold. Exactly. The thing that bothered me with Kevin Hart, um, like I, my rubric for looking at comedy, whether it's offensive or not, because I do think that it's, it's all over the board. Um, I look at some Something and go, am I mad at the the fundamental truth that's communicated in this joke, or am I mad by its proximity to something I consider sacred, or is it mad at the the extent to which they took it? Because I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble. Is I'm making a joke and I take it too far, and mm-hmm. if you look at it, it's like the joke is that like men and women are different. It's not a big deal, right? right, right. Um, with his jokes, I do think that his jokes were offensive. I would have been offended if I were gay, uh, and, I, and I I totally see why it's offensive. With, with, with Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart. His, his older jokes, like I, I think that that's germane. The thing that, that concerns me is that we've, we've got to a point where um, you can't move on from any of this stuff. Like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a Strom Thurmond proponent. This is a weird direction to take this. I'm not a Strom Thurmond <laughs> proponent. Uh, but Strom Thurmond had an arc over the course of his career where he was a bigot. Mm-hmm. And he came out of that, from what I can tell. Like, he got to the point where, like, you know, black people can't work in my office. And, like, they came in. Um, people change over time. And, you know, being able to admit that I'm, I made a mistake and I've moved on from that, I think we have to be a lot more comfortable with that as a society. Because if you don't do that, then the incentive is on me to just dig in and not ever change my opinion and just be completely 
uh, fighting and everything, and it, it, it doesn't leave a space for anybody to, to move forward from an old position. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this yesterday. I really, I think the left should look at Kevin Hart as an amazing success story. Here's a guy who they had, who was making homophobic jokes seven or eight years ago, and over time, not because of the Oscars this time, but in the past, had already decided, you know, ah, that wasn't really the way I, want, way I wanted to do that anymore, and had stopped doing it. So, like, the art, what's the point of, of, of talking to someone who is, in your eyes, a, a homophobic? It's to try to convince them to do the opposite, right? To, to see the light as you might see it. And it's like, well, in this definition, Kevin Hart saw the light. He's, he's a major figure that you essentially converted from what you call homophobic to what he is today, a guy who's saying, I love everyone, I, this isn't true. And what, he, what, do you, what does he get for that? Gets punished. Once a sinner, always a sinner. <laughs> yeah. You can't extirpate those sins. Yeah. You're, you're, you're evil and must be cast aside. And that's really not the way it's supposed to work. Um, I, and, I, and it's certainly not the best way for it to work. I mean, you're just taking a bunch of people. I swear it's more about just personally... I have a great story. I started a thing, and I participated in a thing that got Kevin Hart fired off yeah. the Oscars. And it's this, so, it's this weird satisfaction we get with ourselves. We should, we should look in. I, I gave a speech up in Nantucket at the, some festival. There's a joke that starts that way, I think. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and it, was, it was one of the hardest weekends on memory. Right, this was when you, it was the Nantucket Festival, right? Mm-hmm. The, and it was, and uh, I had to speak twice. I was the first speaker and the last speaker. And then I had to sit through all of this lefty, you know, bashing. Um, and I went to dinner, and I had I, I sat I had dinner with uh, Dick Cavett and his wife. And oh, cool! Dick was perfect gentleman. Yeah, he's supposed to be a great guy. His wife was <laughs> not a fan. Not. <laughs> and and my wife and I sat there and we just endured it all night. My wife was just squeezing my hand like I'm going to say something, and I kept going like, mm. and. Um, and then something else happened, and the next morning I got up, and somebody just basically hit me in the face again, and I got on stage, and I said, mercy, mercy, you should find this speech, because then Casey Neistat got up. He, he stands up, he's in the crowd, you know who he is? Yeah, YouTube. Um, big uh, YouTube guy, one of the real stars, first YouTube, YouTube yeah. stars, um, and uh, he got up from the audience, and he started walking for the stage. He said, can I have the mic for a second? And I thought, oh, dear God. <laughs> um, and, and he gave mercy. And that's what we don't do anymore. It's just, I'm, I'm never letting anything change about you. Even if you want to change, you're never going to be allowed to change. There is no forgiveness. There is no mercy. You do not want to live in that world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. The Blaze Why. It is time for The Blaze Why. Remember, you can tweet your questions or comments using the hashtag The Blaze Why, W-H-Y. I'm super excited about this one because, Andrew, you have a really, really big fan. Her name is Nicole. It's just the one. Her name's Nicole. Uh, but she says... I have a fan now? She's yeah. single? She's single. I, I, I don't know. I think. Guys, let's are just, you single, Nicole? I got a, I got a fan. Let's just leave it at that. I'm already overjoyed. <laughs> no, no, let us know. Uh, so she says that you are correct. You do have a wide variety of ties and blazers. And if you thought sexy librarian was a fetish, just wait until you see dapper math teacher. Yowza. Okay. You are worth watching. All right. Wow. Thank you. Wait, hold on. So is she a dapper math teacher that I'm going to date? Or no, do I look like a dapper, the, dapper, dapper, dapper math, math teacher? I will take that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I was getting, I, I, I tried to go with sexy Abraham Lincoln. I don't think that there's some kind no, of cross wiring there. Yeah. Uh, dapper math teacher, I will take. Thank you. And Nicole, we have enough chalkboard around here to give him, to give his back just a print of chalk. <laughs> Nicole, you should feel his, his blazers. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. They're so soft. It's like a seal pup. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Julia says, do you think it's at all possible that Ocasio-Cortez is just trolling the right with her constant tweets that sh that she could actually be saying what she does on purpose to keep enraging the right and keep them talking about her? No, I actually just think she's that dumb. I, you know, you I think she believes it. Yeah. I think she believes it. I, I think, like, there's this thing that because people, a lot, a lot of people on the right have gone after her and, like, you know, kind of attacked her and, and she's developed this, like, she's definitely protection. She's uh, level. First of all, she goes immediately to victimhood yes. every single time, no matter what anyone says about her. Yes. She just tells you how she's a victim because of that comment. But like the media has jumped in, and some people even on the right have jumped in and said, like, "Oh, you know, this is not the way to go after her. Don't call her names." Blah 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 blah. And I think that's all right. Like I think the idea of just calling your you know mean names or whatever math right go after her for that exactly. Like you have to also admit though she's really bad at this. She's not good at this job. Now she may grow she's into it. I don't for, know. She's going to be around. Well, she may. She hasn't been. Be for she hasn't years. been inaugurated yet. Yes. I, okay. No, it's true. It's true. She has not been inaugurated. I, 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 like she I, said she would. She, be. she is. She is our Nancy Pelosi. She is our children's children. Nancy Pelosi. She's going she's gonna to be John Dingle, where she's around for sixty years, and I'm going to have to spend the next 60 <laughs> years of my life going, no, charity and socialism aren't the same thing. I am not accountable for economic illiteracy and other people. Um, yeah, that, I, there, I think that there's, um, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not giving any, any credit to socialists. Uh, but beyond that, I think there, there's a, a combination of, this is the worst combination, economic illiteracy combined with absolute moral certainty. Because oh. you can't argue with that. Like, I, I had uh, Greg Lukianoff, who you guys have met. I don't know if you know Greg. He was on my podcast on Friday, and I, I mentioned that um, I, I assume I'm wrong about 20% of the stuff I believe. I just don't know which bit yet, yeah. okay. which is why like, I'm, I'm much, I think, more willing to engage with people where right. I'm like, remember, they let me know the thing I'm wrong about. And if you go into it, you're like, I'm 100% right, and you're evil, and I am fighting the good fight, and it's like this. Can't I find that so exhausting to deal with, and it's going to be 60 <laughs> years of that. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, yesterday's poll results, are you surprised by Kavanaugh and Roberts uh, siding with the SCOTUS liberals to refuse Not to get Planned Parenthood funding appeal? Even. No, 44% said no. Yeah, because we knew who they were. You That's know, why when all of the liberals started screaming that Kavanaugh was going to yeah. take away all their rights, it's Remember like... we were on the show saying, yes. stop your screaming, he's probably with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then today's poll question, do you believe Google shows a bias in its filtering of content? I thought that was just <laughs> <No>. a fact. <laughs> I thought it that was is. just a fact. Call, watch, go to thecreepyline.org. TheCreepyLine.org. Trust me. L lying or lying? Line. line. TheCreepyLine.org. Okay. Watch it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. That's it for us. See you guys tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.